Welcome back to the Fake College Football Podcast, everybody. It is episode three. You know who I am. I am Loco Pubs, coach of Wisconsin Badgers. Definitely someone who's not finished 500 the last three seasons in a row. That's okay. But guess what? This week, we are not alone out there in the universe. It is not just me talking to myself in a mirror. Actually, I don't have a mirror in this room, but that's okay. But it's not just me. Guess who else is here? On the other line, we have... Player number one, coach numero uno of fake college football. The first person who started coaching, the person who came up with all of this. We've got Dick Nutter, the fourth on the other line. Dick, welcome to the show. And how are you doing? Good. And it's actually a six. <laughs> it is a six. Oh my gosh. I have my Roman numerals wrong. Wow. Good thing I'm not someone who works with a lot of Roman numerals. I just do actual numbers, Arabic numerals, please. Every day of the week. Roman, it's a little confusing. Anyway, how are you doing up in Minnesota? Good. Uh, we had a, a nice long weekend up in Ely, Washington's Fall Colors, and we're not going to talk about the Iowa State football game, but that was not fun, but everything else is uh, going great. That's okay. I mean, Wisconsin didn't play, so they didn't lose, but that also means they didn't win, but that's okay. Good, good, good. You have probably season tickets, so you're going to the playoff games tomorrow, aren't you? That is correct. I'm going to the Twins games tomorrow and Wednesday, so that will be fun. I'm taking the afternoon off, or at least like 3 o'clock off. I'm not uh, super thrilled about the game times, but I guess we're at the whims of ESPN, and ESPN does not like Minnesota and Canada teams. No, and you've got... So that's a 340 start, roughly, and that's probably what works for them, because they've got the Phillies game as the latest start, and then they still have to account for the Arizona audience when they are playing the Brewers. So they've given that team a little bit of a later start as well. Hey, you don't have like the one o'clock start, so that's probably good. Yeah, I was uh, anticipating the noon, one o'clock, 11 a.m. start. And I was like, well, that's just going to be like two, three potentially straight days of uh, getting out at noon. Yep. But hey, didn't have to do that. So that's good. Hopefully the Twins at least win one game when I mean, they're hosting. So they should win the series, but winning at least one game would be good, right? We've talked about baseball. We've talked about actual college football, but what are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about fake college football, really the start of fake college football. And let's cast our minds back. It looks like January 3rd, 2018, even earlier, late 2017. Why? Did fake college football start? We know what it is. We know what it's become. We know how it works. We know flex bone and chewing is super, super annoying and that's fine and dandy. But why did it start? Yeah. So I uh, was sitting on uh, Reddit one evening and over Christmas break back in 2017. And I saw this advertisement for something called fake baseball. So I said, hey, that looks interesting. I joined it and I realized, hey, there's like no Rockies team. So I reached out and I said, hey, can I create the Rockies? So I did. And I created the Colorado Rockies baseball team. They actually still have the logo I rebranded to and over in MLR or uh, whatever. And that 
So I kind of messed around with that for a bit. I was the GM because I thought, hey, that might be fun to build a team. And I actually was trying pretty hard, like saying, hey, why are we doing this robot thing? Or not doing this robot thing. They're uh, kind of human umps and it's t- it kind of takes a long time to respond and make- we could speed this up. And they were kind of pushed back on that a little bit. And granted, this was five years ago. So I kind of said, okay, well, I kind of went back and forth with them on that and ended up being fine and just kind of let it, let it be. But then I kind of started thinking, huh, I wonder how we can make this faster. And then I started to think of, I'm enjoying fake baseball. What if we did something with football? Uh, because I also enjoy football, though people may be surprised to learn that I am not a, or football is not my favorite sport. It's baseball by far. But I said, hey, football, we could do like fake NFL. And I'm like, well, 11 on 11 is going to be really hard to figure out how to do that. So I said, hey, what if I did, what if I did something like one versus one? And that way, then it's, you aren't relying on eight other people to play. You're just doing one other person to play. And that might speed things up. And you can also have a little bot with it. And I was just starting at Iowa State. This would have been my freshman sem- or my sophomore semester. So I was into programming at this time. But I didn't know exactly how to fully do that bot. But so I said, hey, what if I did football? So I kind of sat down. I think it was like, gosh, it was, it was like December 28th or something. And I remember it was like I was sitting on the couch. And I can picture myself right now doing it writing the rule books till like 3 or 4 a.m. and then realizing, oh gosh, it's 4 a.m. They're going to bed, then waking up and continuing it the next day. I was kind of too excited with it. So I quickly created a Discord and then made that first message. Um, so it was kind of fake baseball kind of started it. And then I ended up leaving fake baseball being a GM because I uh, was focusing too much on fake college football and just kind of realized I wasn't focusing a lot on on the baseball side of things. So now that's why I'm no longer the GM of the Rockies. So I do still play. I did join again recently. So no, that makes sense. Yeah. I can totally understand the frustration with the human ops. A big thing about fake college or fake baseball and major league number ball was the ability for the umps to be creative with their play results and making it a little bit more dramatic, which is awesome. Some of them are very, very good. They're very creative with their writing up of the results, but sometimes we just want to move on. And as a GM, you probably had to manage 14, 15 players on the Colorado Rockies, right? Yeah, it was something like that. I kind of took a very creative approach to it. I remember I traded for the first pick thinking, oh, the first pick matters. And of course, and something like that, it's really all kind of luck. There's like no, there's like no way to do scalp, especially back then. There wasn't like a college baseball draft or anything. You could say, oh, this guy's kind of has an understanding of what's going on. And it was just kind of like based on activity. Uh, so if you remember the very first week of a college football, when we first decided, when we first were doing the polls, we were kind of looking around. I was like, I don't really know how to like rank how people do this uh, right now. So I, uh, came up with the idea to rank by by activity, which ended up meaning I was ranked number one for the first week, and I don't think I've been ranked number one since. Uh. Uh, you've been number one be- again, I think. The combination of ranking of like, okay, we picked ranked teams based on, I think, a very much the school that the coach was coaching for. 
It's very much you had. Yeah, you were up at the top because you were the most active. It made sense. Hey, you were the creator of the game. You're probably going to be pretty good at this. I remember seeing like Blue Buds up. We're up there. Alabama, you're seeing Texas, you're seeing USC. All these teams that, okay, yes, these schools are going to be pretty good like in real life. So that makes sense. They're going to get ranked really highly. Fortunately, after a couple of in-game weeks, not actual weeks, because it turns out it took a little bit longer than that. But a couple of in-game weeks, the Bulls kind of leveled themselves out. That had to be a little overwhelming at times thinking, okay, you want to try to make this automated in some way. You wanted to make it a little bit faster than the major league number ball and fake baseball could be. It's like, it's so much nicer to be able to just bang out a game. We saw how fast some of the playoff games went both in FBS and FCS. And that's really exciting being able to kind of just watch it play out in real time, more or less as it goes back and forth. How did you go about creating the bot it looks like watchful one actually created it did you put out an ad for that how did that work yes uh, there is a subreddit called request a bot and you can maybe go back and find the thread i think i found it in the past where i put out a call for a bot i was like there's no way someone's gonna gonna pick this up i think i did that on like january 1st or something i think i did it before i even created the discord i said here's my idea could someone create this bot um, I have I have programming experience, so it's like if worst case scenario, I could try and figure this out, and we may and week one may have or week two may have also been just as long as I was trying to figure this out and also go through college at the same time. But I uh, put a call, and then like the next day, Watchful responds, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I can do. It. I'd be happy to do this." And I haven't. I, I didn't realize until a lot later that he's also the person who made the remind me bot on reddit if, if you ever use that and i don't think like the remind me bot yes the remind me bot i don't think he maintains it anymore um, i think he passed it on but he's the one who originally created it he does a lot of that kind of stuff he's like all over that subreddit responding to questions and responding to requests so he's he's pretty good at what he does and i was like and i was like do you want me to pay or anything he's like no like i don't want to be paid i'm just doing this for fun uh, that's kind okay. of how it happened, and I kind of let him do his thing and just kind of said, keep me updated on how long this is taking, because obviously it's not his full-time job, and so I expected it to take a while. I knew it was a semi-big undertaking. Oh my gosh, yeah. And even just like iteration one or two, where it's very much, hey, this is the difference between the two numbers, and here's the result, or here's like what the new game state is is a big undertaking because we had did we have three playbooks initially and then we've expanded to five i think i think that was the case yeah i think we had spread triple option and air raid i think were there three original ones so you had to have i mean and then i think we probably had three defensive playbooks so you've got there nine possible combinations for each number pairing so being able to look that up from someone and you can speak to this as well who's got at least a little bit of programming experience once you figure out okay hey you just need to reference the appropriate list or array or whatever that's not a super big undertaking but you have to store that somewhere so figuring out where you're going to put that and so it's easily accessible but also can be changed or can be added to is a big thing so there's not a surprise that this took a little while and kind of coming out of the gate Outside of it having overtime, 
it was really, really smooth and it seemed to work pretty well. Maybe it didn't work as well on the back end for the people running the league, but as just a normal coach, it seemed to work really well from the start. Yeah, it was, uh, it was great how, uh, fast it kind of worked out of, out of the gate. My only complaint, and this is more of a hindsight complaint than a, um, than a, uh, complaint at the beginning, um, is that we really didn't standardize how all that stuff works. So it's incredibly hard to go back and scrape from like our season three and before because there's just so much changing with the bot that it's hard to like parse and say, okay, this is definitely where, where this is. So that, that's really my only complaint with it. But yeah, it worked great from the start. I know, like you said, overtime is not really a thing. So we, ha- we never really was overtime. It did have to go back to the human refs. But that was a undertaking that we were more than happy to do to because most games don't go to overtime. And overtime doesn't take very long. And that's something you can kind of sit down and say, okay, we're going to we'll de- at least delay the week or whatever and figure out how to get these two together at the same time. Uh, so that, that was... Uh, it was a massive increase once we once we got that bug because I'm sure you remember it was the baseball is fine because there's not as many plays. They I think they play what like six innings, and you can have maybe three plays in three plays in an inning at like worst case or best case scenario. Whereas football has what we have like I don't know how many plays we have a game like 100, 200 plays a game. And you have to wait for someone to respond with that. And it was just not fun. So baseball is much better suited for the uh, manual lumps. Whereas with football, it definitely does require that that bot. Otherwise, it's just, it takes way too long. 100%. You are totally right. Yeah, we were seeing some games, again, flex bone and chewing can take 80, 90 plays. You see some air raid hurry up offenses going from the first play. They can be 150 plays. So you need 300 numbers. So you're getting a submission from each person. And then trying to get a bot to respond is just so much faster than trying to wait possibly overnight for some sort of human official. I remember when I joined. So when I initially joined podcast lore, kind of not, it's not a spoiler actually. It's just, Hey, let's tell the podcast. When I initially joined big hopes were to be, Wisconsin, which is where I've ended up. It's super happy about it. That's great. However, I joined late enough, which was, I think, like 15th, where Wisconsin had already been claimed. It had been claimed by baseball, McBaseball face in MLN, MLR. That's where he is there. So he had claimed Wisconsin. So I claimed Iowa at the time. So week one, we played somebody. It took a while. Human umps or human refs. It makes sense. Week two. We get El Asico. We get Iowa State, Iowa, and we get the debut of the bot, which is great. It was a lot faster, but we went to overtime. So that means we had to have human ref. That's okay. Everything worked out. So that was really fun. We worked our way through season one. I ended up leaving, I think, after like week 10 of season one. It was the classic, like, I got way too invested. I was doing really well. So once I lost a couple of games, Everybody, rightfully so to some extent, when you see an undefeated team lose, when you see North Texas lose this season, it's a big deal. It's a big reaction and folks have emotions about it, whatever kind of way. I had a rather negative, like personal reaction to it and just did not feel great about it. So that's why I left. I didn't come back until I think late season two, then rejoined and have 
worked my way back to Wisconsin. I've been super happy there. You spent the first six, five, six seasons at Iowa State and then moved on. Uh, what led to you departing Iowa State for the mountains of Colorado? Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I uh, originally was Iowa State. They're my alma mater, as you as you uh, alluded to. Been with I've been with them since seasons uh, first first six seasons, and season six I can't even remember what happened. But it was like as you were as you were talking about, there's the emotion of it. And you just kind of get annoyed with it, or you get upset, and you're like, and I was sitting there, I was going, well, this is incredibly painful like it well not incredibly painful because it's a game i kept having to remind myself this is a game it's fine and i was actually golfing with coke uh the previous ohio state head coach and we were talking about it and he's and i was like yeah i'm thinking about leaving iowa state i don't know uh, what's going on i'm like I'm, it's almost getting way too frustrating i feel like it's like a impacting my performance in the game not that that's foremost but i'm like I feel like I'm getting way too stressed out about it uh, to the point that like, I don't want to be come across as the guy that's like always raging, um, which uh, is still kind of the case, but there is a point where the first few seasons, I don't know if you remember this, there was kind of like a running joke in discord where anytime where I would, I would like start out going down on 14. I would start joking around and like pretending to be mad. Um, and then I would suddenly come back and win like 20, like 35 to 14 or something. Like as soon as it was like, oh, as soon as Dick starts, starts complaining, he suddenly comes back and gets good again. Uh, so I kind of stuck around, but I was like, yeah, I want to, I, I think I'm going to need a change of scenery. Um, I think I way too attached to Iowa state and Leslie had my now wife, Leslie had joined as Purdue. And I said, Hey, would you like to take Iowa state if I, leave and she's like yeah sure she was a lot more interested in it as iowa state than she was as purdue i said cool and i said well ideally what i'd want to do is i want to go to new mexico because i like mountains new mexico is my summer home basically for four summers in college um and that actually is what caused the whole Bundrews bowl dream situation fun fact but i left iowa state uh, for Colorado State because it was like I kind of went to mountain school. Uh, I was like, there's only a few schools I would really leave for. I was like, if I left for Clemson because I grew up a big Clemson fan, I was like, that would kind of be the same thing. Um, I was like, I kind of want to do like a smaller school, and I I really like the mountains, so I'm like, in this fantasy world, I'm gonna I'm gonna move myself to the mountains. And so I went to Colorado State. I was like, well, Colorado State, the school is fine. It's a pretty area. I was like, I don't really care for the uniforms, the logo. But I was like, yeah, this is this is fun. So I so I went there, and then I had a pretty good season. And then I was like, on the carousel, I'm like, there's only a couple places I would really leave for. Again, kind of kind of similar. I'm like, Oregon State seems like a really fun place to go, just because Oregon seems like a really fun place to live. So I kind of said, okay, I could go here, and and the uh, the logo's kind of cool. I kind of like the uniforms and the whole beaver stuff is kind of fun. This fun mascot. So I left for Oregon State, and then again another very similar thing. I was like, "Well, really, the only schools I'll leave for is like Wyoming or New Mexico." And then Butters announced he was leaving, at least temporarily, uh, for just a kind of a very similar thing with me with Iowa State. He just wants to get get his head straight and like not be so stressed about about winning at Wyoming. Um, so I said, "Well, I'll take Wyoming." And now 
I can pretty safely say I'll probably only leave for New Mexico. Uh, but that's kind of, that's kind of the journey there as I kind of went, okay, these are fun places for me to live. Like I, I've been through Wyoming. I've been through Laramie. I'm like, this is a really cool place. This is a really cool place. I have some good memories there. So it was like, I was like, this is definitely the a place for me and something that like I may, might, I'm not as attached to the school as other people might be. So I said, okay, this is kind of fun. I can like have like an assembly 14 dynasty, you know, on the side and like have fun with it and be like, yeah, this is a fun school and not be like overly annoyed with it. 100% definitely understand that. And a big appeal for fake college football is the opportunity to play as a school that you really want to, whether it's a school you've always been a fan of for you, Clemson, for me, Wisconsin, or it's a school that you currently are attending or have graduated from. That's a big deal that makes it easy to connect, especially for someone who's going to be playing this a little more casually. For example, Leslie. But it does make it really challenging sometimes to divorce yourself from stuff that's going on within the game. You've got games that kind of happen week in and week out almost. It's every two weeks that we've got a game that kicks off kind of middle of the day Wednesday, at least central time. So it's like, hey, get back to it. But it's kind of like the pitch clock in MLB now. You don't get much of a chance to get a break. So you get yourself caught in a spiral of, okay, you're not playing very well. And you have a couple of bad interactions in Discord, whether that's your fault or somebody else's. It can make the next week feel that much harder. And then if stuff goes badly again, the community is big enough and is online enough that, okay, hey, if you're not doing well two or three weeks in a row, you maybe look like the real life bears every once in a while. You're probably going to get dragged for it a little bit. And that can do something to a person. And whether or not we think that the community should do that, it's hard to regulate and we're not going to really be able to stop it. But it does make it hard to go week in and week out going through the season where you're running into problems and maybe not doing so well and feeling bad about it. Having a team like for you, Wyoming, where it's like, okay, yeah, you don't have much of a relationship, certainly with the school. You've got a little bit of a relationship with the place. It's enough to have a positive association with it, but it doesn't feel like you are letting the school down, even though you've never met anybody at the school. Even I've not really met anybody at Wisconsin. I've known people who have gone there, but I've not met any of the football players or the coaches or really any of the athletes from Wisconsin. So there's enough of a divorce for that, especially as we're kind of going through the back end of the carousel. Have we filled all of our spots? Do you know on the carousel for FBS? FCS has always got openings, but do you know if we've filled everything for FBS? I'm not quite sure. Last I checked, I think there is one or two openings left, but I can double check. No worries. So the big thing, I mean, I had tried to record an episode for the carousel, just me talking about the carousel and some of the teams that were open and whether or not there are some teams that have not gone over 500 in two or three seasons and trying to persuade people to join one of those schools to kind of bring them back. Part of it just got really into like, okay, it doesn't matter what the school is. It doesn't really matter how the school has done in the past. It's just a chance to play the game. And really this hopefully gives everybody a chance to play the game. And it matters a little bit less what school you are because there's no resources that a certain school gets compared to others. And there's not a lot of like legacy that each of the schools have 
that can determine how successful or not that they are, there's always going to be that perception. I didn't record or didn't really release anything with that because it just got too, it got too rambly, which is no fun. So we're not going to get too far down that path. Speaking of the carousel, what do you remember from like the first couple of carousels? I know as just a coach who's been playing season one to two carousel, didn't participate in it. I was gone from the server. I wasn't going to play, which is fine. Season like two to three and so on. My main goal was, okay, get a team, get back to the big 10, get into Wisconsin. And I've done that. What have you seen as you've kind of gone through carousels? What seems to have worked well for teams or coaches or what hasn't worked for coaches as they've switched teams or look to join a specific team? Oh gosh. Uh, some teams are, well, some people like to kind of, like, they make the mistake of going, I've wanted this, this is the school I go to. And they kind of get into that spiral. Uh, like that we were just talking about that they go, Oh, and then like someone that's like normally calm is like, but then they get like their dream school to say they're, say they were previously, I don't know, ball state. And they become say they're big Auburn fan or Florida or Florida. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, well, now they feel personally responsible for that Florida team. It's kind of hard to disassociate yourself from being a fan uh, where it kind of like, like, a, like an our college football fan, like going through like a game, kind of going through like a game thread where you're like watching an act, the actual team. And it's hard to, and then people kind of pile on and say, oh, well, Florida lost, ha ha ha, because everyone has to pile on when uh, Florida loses in real, in real life. And then it kind of, causes spirals now that's not necessarily everything some people move to a team that they've loved and they're perfectly fine and they're happy and and everything yeah that's that's one of the biggest mistakes i've seen but like you kind of said the big appeal one of the big appeals to college football is that or fake college football is that any team can be good like you can you can become florida atlantic and win the season six national championship and no one really bats an eye and says, hey, that's kind of weird. Whereas real football, Florida Atlantic came out and won the national championship. Everyone would be like, what the hell is going on? So that is definitely an advantage is that people get way too attached to the logo or the name. And really, you're just here to play football, uh, free college football. The conference matters, obviously, because some conferences like to go for the speedy people. And I find those conferences are at least the most fun for me personally, because I, I have kind of a notoriety, I think, for playing very fast where people go, how the hell did you respond? I didn't even get the notification yet. And I like playing, I, I like playing really fast. I've noticed I play the best when I play really, really fast. I respond almost immediately. I kind of get into a flow. So going to, if I have any advice, it's go towards the fast conferences. Now that's hard to do because some, some conferences kind of ebb and flow with the carousel, right? So you can say, oh, I want to go to, say, the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 is very fast. And you end up in the Pac-12 and all the fast coaches have migrated to like the ACC or something. I don't know if that's actually the case, but that's kind of a, an example. I, t- I tend to try and migrate towards... But yeah, that's, that's my recommendation is go towards those very, very fast fast conferences and active coaches because you don't want to be... St- it would absolutely suck to be... To move to a conference, and then five of the ten coaches are incredibly slow, and you're sitting there waiting twenty three hours every week for a response, and it's just not really fun. 
and it's I, I this is a completely different topic, but maybe I find it really frustrating when I play not necessarily when I play a slow coach, but when I play a slow coach and it's constantly twenty three hours and like fifteen minutes. So I'm like, oh, I might get the I might get the delay of game, and then it just it doesn't happen. It's always frustrating when you're like, oh, 23 hours. I'm so close to that to those free eight points, and then you don't get it. Especially someone like me, who I think I pro- I, pro- I don't have any stats to back this up, but it feels like I have the lowest amount of delay of games against uh, because they play so fast, and people are always really quick to respond uh, because they're like, oh, he's already responding. I could I could sit here and play a couple more plays. So yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that. No, that makes a lot of sense. Definitely super important. Keep in mind, guys, if you're still looking. Maybe find a conference that's a little bit faster. We do have more or less a raw and opponent-adjusted team speed. I have my issues with that statistic because it's really just based on when the game finishes. It's not necessarily looking at when each coach maybe responds. It's looking at, okay, hey, compared to the rest of the games in the week, you get ranked based on where you finish for that. So you could play really, really fast. But if your opponent played a little bit slow, even for just a little bit, that could pump your game five or six slots down and you may not look as fast as maybe you are. That's fine. There is a page on the fake college football wiki, like the the subreddits wiki. It's like r slash fake college football slash maybe wiki slash coaches, which will rank the users or the usernames for all of the people who have, I'm not sure how it's set up, set up by like everybody who's a coach maybe, or has submitted a response in the last 20 days or whatever. And it'll rank you based on, is that minutes that it uses for like response time? Yep. It does minutes lag. And so this is like, even like scrimmage games, like the world cup that's going on right now, it does count that. Cause it says, for example, my last response was today. Uh, when I had my World Cup game, that ended up, uh, very poorly. But yeah, that's okay, for, the group stage. Yeah, still just a group stage, but I've lost two games, so I think I'm pretty much eliminated. Anyway, uh, yeah, it does order of that, so you can see, for example, the top is user Tenonet, who has a 5.5 seven minute lag. So that that is just raw unadjusted stats. It's just saying, hey, this is how long on average it takes you response, but it also it doesn't take into account saying, hey, this was a you were asleep and this person responded. So naturally you woke up like four hours later. Now it's, it has a four hour lag. So it doesn't really account for that. So I think that's what the adjust the stats are trying to take into account. But I agree this is the almost definitely the better metric because over time the sample will kind of smooth itself out and then you'll kind of say okay this person is definitely one of the faster coaches this person is definitely one of the slower coaches yep i definitely remember checking that kind of throughout season eight that's kind of when i found it season seven i think my first two games which are both non-conference i had two teams that i think i probably ended up winning based on like we didn't finish the game i think week one it may have been week two i played arkansas pine buff arkansas pine bluff the esteemed notorious arkansas pine bluff of season seven that existed for one season and then didn't exist anymore just so we could have even numbers within fbs but that coach didn't finish a game i had i think more delays of games than i had maybe plays run that's probably not true that's a little mean notoriously slow notoriously so many delays of games Please don't be that person. You can check 
I remember checking like, oh, hey, what was there like? lag for responding and it was way too many minutes it was into the thousands of minutes which means it was many hours so that's not fun so check your opponents on that it's always fun like check before the game starts okay hey this is what i'm at before this is what i'm at afterwards what is my opponent at before what is my opponent at afterwards always a good idea to check that it's a nice little way to see okay am i improving at all as always if you are sleeping that does not get like accounted for in the stats. So if you have a play that gets called and you're asleep at like 1130 and you get up at six, those six and a half hours are going to count against you. That's okay. You can make it up over the rest of the day, hopefully. But ever so briefly, Dick, you had an okay season eight. You made it to the Rose Bowl. You made it to, did you make it to the conference championship game for the Pac-12? I think you did. Yep. I lost to Utah in that. <laughs> Well, that's okay. Everybody loses to Utah. They've won back-to-back national championships. Maybe we'll talk to Jay Pitt on a future podcast episode. Hey, everybody bug him to do this. Maybe we'll see. Again, coordinating schedules is difficult, but you lost in the conference championship game. It's okay. You went to the Rose Bowl. I think, unfortunately, you did lose to that, or you lost that to Michigan. Go Big Ten. Brief thoughts on how season eight went for you. Uh, So it started out really poor. I think it started out like 0-2 or 0-3 or something. And I was kind of getting frustrated with it. I'm like, nothing was going my way. I was like, I think I actually had a defense for the first time ever, but then my offense just wasn't doing anything. So I, I was air to start out, air 5-2. And then despite all my complaining, I uh, switched over to Flexbone. I said, screw it, I'm just going to do Flexbone. And uh, I proved that Flexbone is overrated, right? Because if I can't win with, if I, if I can win with Flexbone, then obviously uh, Flexbone is over is overpowered and it's definitely not that i'm like an experienced coach that's been playing this for eight seasons now oh, no, well, flex one is the hack it's definitely the hack <laughs> so i uh, so i sw- i switched to flex bill and i think i reeled off like eight win- eight straight wins or something i remember i remember i did that right after i think butters beat me so i lost to both wyoming and utah uh butters beat me at the last second or something i think i lost like two straight games on like the last second or something I was like, I'm getting incredibly unlucky, so I'm going to try and limit the number of times my opponent can get the ball by having flexbone. But I don't chew flexbone unless it's like the end of the game and like I need to like actually kill time. I don't want to be the person that as soon as I get the ball in the first quarter, I chew chew the clock and have a two quarter drive. But uh, things looked up, especially in conference play. I lost to Jay Pitt again, so I lost. I lost to I lost to Utah twice, and then conference championship game. I was like. Feeling pretty excited for it. Like I might actually win another conference championship. I won like three straight in the Big Twelve at Iowa State, um, and then I don't think I've really been back since. And I got absolutely blown out. Um, I was like, "This is terrible." Like it started. It started to be where it's just like joking around in the end. Like kind of like there's like that point where like you're so frustrated that you're doing so poorly, and then it like circles back around and it's being funny and you're just messing around the whole time. We'll start like playing seriously, not doing the whole, well, I'm losing, I might as well lose 200 to 10 type thing. Uh, so, and then I went into the Rose Bowl. I'm like, okay, if I win the conference championship, I make the playoffs. If I lose, I might not make a New Year's Six Bowl. And I managed to make a New Year's Six Bowl in the Rose Bowl. I thought UCLA might beat me out for it despite beating UCLA. And they didn't, and they did not end up, and I ended up in the Rose Bowl. I s- thought I might have a good game. And then I had basically the same exact game. I had a conference championship game and uh, lost pretty big in that game as well. So the, I started out poorly, went strong. And then the last few games was 
terrible. <laughs> yeah, definitely can understand that. Looking at those two final games in your conference championship game against Utah, that final score was 45 to 6. That's definitely not ideal. It's okay. It happens. You get blown out every once in a while. I think I had that a couple of times, probably against Cincinnati and against one other team last season. On the other hand, when you played Michigan, you actually only lost by 20 instead of 39. So there's a difference there, I guess. But it does look like, okay, it started 28 to 13 after one quarter. It was 52 to 19 after the first half. So that definitely doesn't feel great. That's a lot of points. What is that? 52 to 19. That's it is 33. There we go. But eventually you got it closer. But season ends kind of on a not great note. You lose back to back games. Were the back to back games the reason for you leaving Oregon State or was it really an opportunity to go to a different school again? That's why you kind of went to Wyoming. And it's like, again, a place that you've been to, but not really associated with. And who knows? Poop and piss colors are super fun. I don't know. Yeah, so that wasn't really why I left. I was like, I would not have left Oregon State had basically Wyoming or New Mexico not opened up. I was like, Wyoming seems like a very fun school to go to. Um, I like their colors. The logo's fun. And like I said, I had that association with it. But I was like, if I was like, well, if Wyoming doesn't open up, and if uh, New Mexico doesn't open up, I don't think I'll be able to be swayed uh, from Oregon State. I like the idea of trying to play Jake and uh, spoiler, Jake and I have scheduled a game for week two next next season. But it is, yeah, so it was kind of like, I didn't want to leave, but it was like, this is an opportunity that I think would be really fun. I enjoyed playing the Pac-12, or not the Pac-12, the Mountain West last season. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun group of guys. They're pretty active. The Pac-12 is very active and fun as well, but I was like, Wyoming seemed to be calling me. I have a dynasty going with them in SBA 14, so it seemed like the per- it seemed like a perfect fit. I don't see myself jumping around too often anymore. I, I say that now, and then New Mexico is going to open up next season, and then I'll be like, oh, well, yes, I will leave for New Mexico. Uh, but I don't think that's going to happen. So that's kind of the school I'm kind of hoping for, just because of that um, association. And I just like the New Mexico logo more than the New Mexico State logo is really high. Um, I kind of want to go to New Mexico over New Mexico State. Yeah, that that was kind of the reasoning there. No, that makes a lot of sense. So, everybody out there, seems like Dick's not really going to move. He's not going to come join your special little conference unless you have New Mexico in it. So, every other conference that doesn't have New Mexico, sorry, you're not going to get the OG, the super coach, coach numero uno in your conference. That's okay. Having a school that, hey, this is who I would move for and it's nobody else. There is a little bit of like reassurance there as you kind of go into each new season and you finish the season and say, okay, do I want to keep playing? Yes. Am I going to move? Not unless this other school is open. That's really great. Then you don't have to move. So that's super easy to handle and say, okay, it's just easy. If you want, you can start developing a brand a little bit for the school. You can have a Twitter account or whatever Twitter is left. I think you can probably figure out a way to hook in blue sky. If you want, you probably have got some blue sky invites to burn anyway. So Definitely something you could do if you wanted, or it's okay. Hey, you can be the school. You can do as little or as much as you want with it. And you know, okay, you are the school. You are Wyoming. It is who you are. You can have your brown and your yellow. It's great. You can go forward from there. Super easy. Not worried about anybody coming in, trying to take your school or looking for a new school or a new challenge. So that's good. So we've talked about the past. We've talked about season one. We've talked about season eight. We've talked about the bot. 
Let's talk about the future. Just briefly. Doesn't have to be very long. Where do you see fake college football going? We talked a little bit before we started recording, a little behind the scenes kind of thing here, about you've had this website that you've been developing, which has looked really, really cool. But Loki, you've been kind of busy doing other stuff. Like you mentioned, you got married. Congratulations. That's all we need to talk about that. But that takes a lot of work. It's a lot of planning going into that and takes you away from other projects. You've moved in together now. It's a lot of work. Figuring all that out, figuring out real life stuff comes first. That's kind of like the number one onus for fake college football. When in doubt, real life comes first. But you were building this website. What big goals did you have for it? Or what little kind of milestones are you hoping to hit with it? When might we see something new come from it? If there isn't any time soon that it's going to happen, that's okay. But like pie in the sky stuff, what do you see? Yeah, so... The website initially started as kind of a, hey, FCS kind of has this cool uh, 1212.1 or 1212.1, but however you want to say it. And I was like, this is really cool. And I was like kind of looking through um, and going, this kind of Google Spreadsheets thing we have is kind of, uh, it's fine, but it's kind of hacky put together. I'm like, why do we not have some sort it's, of way? Yeah, you're right. It's just, it's fine. At best, it's fine. It works great, but it's fine. Yeah, it, it, it works and it does its job. But I'm like, there's a way we can automate this. There's a way we can do. We can go. We can do stuff better than this. And I was kind of going. It would be nice to look at historical stuff a lot better than we have right now. Kind of tying back into that bot stuff we were talking earlier. Right? I said uh, that I was a little annoyed that like season one bots like is very hard to like. It's like get that historical stuff and scrape that, and so. The website kind of started as this idea of I can try and scrape historical stuff, maybe, and I figured out that I can really only scrape season three and onward uh, because of all the bot changes and stuff. It's just not reliable enough. So, like I said, I can kind of scrape this into its into a database, uh, SQL database. We don't need to have like any of this any of this uh, Google Sheet stuff anymore, and then scrape it all into a database, and then. Scrape current games into a database, which is a lot easier once you have an ongoing game to add stuff to it. Have kind of these API endpoints, and then someone can come and we can come along and say, hey, and people can access this database and query it, and then say, and kind of do like these fun little stack queries and say, hey, who was the person like who has the most yards in the game, or or yards and like average difference, and like you know, it's like all these fun little stats that someone can kind of do these more complex queries on and just say, hey, this is what's going on with this. So then this website kind of came from that and say, I need a way to the, to like display these stats, kind of like, you know, fan graphs and baseball or baseball reference or similar stat sites. I uh, said, so this website, then we can have it at, be like a kind of like bloom from there where I said, okay, this, this pay, this will have like a page for like stats. It'll have like a page for like active scores. And then what if we had uh, the, a database also have administrative stuff. So then you can have like an administrator page that keeps track of like the coaching carousel and you can have, you can assign teams on it and they can like look at like active teams, like right there, as opposed to a Google sheet where you have to kind of share stuff and kind of going from there is like, okay, well I can have, like can automate a lot of this stuff and then have like a button to like say start games. So then you can like start the, start the, uh, Start the bot or whatever on Reddit and then kind of go from there. Kind of like a one-stop shop for fake college football. Kind of go from there. And yeah, it was a 
that's an exciting uh, prospect. If we ever get to that, uh, like you said, I did have a lot of life stuff happen this summer. Ran a marathon, got married, you know, like everything in between. Uh, moved in, so we just finished moving. So we just closed on the house on Friday. So I do have a lot more time on my hands now, theoretically, uh, with the postseason. Go- with the MLB postseason going on, that may actually change if we're going to all those games. But this website is this big fun, pro- is this big fun project of mine. I, I'm, I don't have any experience, much experience with development. I obviously work for an e-commerce company, so I'm going to keep that private for now since I don't need to like, people know where it, people know what it is, but I'm not going to say it. If you want, you can find it on Discord. But even that, I don't really have much experience with web development. So it's a fun little project for me to kind of get myself immersed in web development. And so the f- final goal of it is to be like a one-stop shop where you can do administrative stuff. You can keep track of coaching changes, kind of. Uh, look at various stats. You can have all the win probability graphs and everything on there. And then you can also have, say, Porygon bot that people have kind of seen on Discord that's kind of broken right now as uh, kind of the extension of the start of that, where it's pulling in live scores and it's saying, hey, this is, this is kind of what's going on. And you can, we'll have a bot that can query the database and you can maybe create right, your own qu- complex queries on Discord and stuff. And Got all that stuff kind of there and have that historical database. Now, one of the things with that is there's like is the historical aspect. The scraping the old data is is difficult, as I think you've experienced. Kind of running into that is is difficult. So we may end up having like a stack cast area, like with baseball, where we say, okay, at season nine onward, or season ten onward, whenever this gets finished, is there where we're starting start, start to record historical stats. And, maybe, and hopefully fake college book goes on long enough that it's worth it for that. And it's not like, oh, season 12, we decide no one wants to do this. Um, and then we spend all that work for two seasons worth of work. But regardless, I think it'll be really, really fun. And uh, I think it'll be really cool when it's done. And I do have a fun little bot to go into that, but we can get to that in a minute. That all sounds really super duper exciting. So briefly just to kind of assuage any kind of fears. I don't think this will be very hard for fake college football to kind of go away. The beauty of it is, is that it is one person for each school. So even if five or six schools or 10 schools lose coaches over the course of one season, and you see that anyway with the carousel. So say we have got, well, 134 FBS coaches plus, sorry, FCS, however many coaches are there too, or however many teams, there's probably always going to be people who are at least somewhat interested in trying this. Uh, One of the frustrations with fake baseball is you are part of a team. That's really, really nice, but that also means you rely on everybody else to also kind of do some of their stuff. And if enough people leave that, you've got to bring in new people and develop a new dynamic for it. You are your own offense, defense, special teams, provided you don't have a coordinator. So it makes it pretty easy to kind of keep going with this. And it also makes it easy to bring in new people. So definitely can see as there's turnover, once it's kind of established that we've got this website, yeah, it'll probably be a before and after the website, whether we call it StatCast or DickCast or whatever. We probably won't call it DickCast. That's kind of a weird name. That doesn't sound great. PorygonCast or whatever. Definitely lots of options out there. Working, I am working a little bit on scraping some stuff. You've seen some of the stuff with season eight. We may have a way to develop a back catalog of stuff that we can maybe feed to the database at some point. So also just kind of 
low-key that may happen at some point. Same kind of thing with a lot of this website. It'll be at some point, but it's a nice, this is a great source for projects for different kinds of things. Thorm, who coaches Miami of Ohio, came and was really gung-ho about this and has been established now as a coach and developed a leaderboard spreadsheet, which is a great way to learn about Google Sheets and kind of figure out what's going on there and figuring out how to bring in all the information for that and then put it into some sort of data visualization. So this can be as big or as small of a project as somebody wants it to be. If they want to put together something just for their team, they can do that because we do have the history on Reddit. And if you want to put in the effort to go find stuff, it's out there and you can make something really small just for you or make something really big like this website. So that's really exciting. This gives a lot of data and data points for people to mess around with and do different little projects with and kind of a neat little organic way that that has come up and create a lot of opportunities for people. What else? What else do you want to talk about? Oh, yeah. I was was going to say, I will will say with the uh, website and the API endpoint, whenever you get to it, I guess this is more of an aside. I will have it. I will probably have an API endpoint to just insert into the database, and you can just like say, "I want to insert into like season three or something." That way, we can kind of have other people help back for the catalog, other people that are experienced with programming as well. It's a good way to get into programming. Really basic, I guess. The the other thing to talk about um, is also website related is uh, the new bot, and there's been some rumors of this swirling around, but the I'm working. One of the things with the website, I've actually kind of set aside the website for the time being because I want to get this. Uh, well, the website kind of goes hand in hand with it. Is this this is this uh, new ref bot? So one of the things with uh, Reddit is Reddit kind of goes down, and everyone's kind of complaining about Reddit and the third party stuff. You know, we don't need to we don't need to, we don't need to rehash that. But um, one of the things is Reddit is can kind of be slow, or Reddit goes down seemingly a lot more often nowadays. So I kind of said, what if I make my own ref bot? Kind of like I didn't do originally, but I'm saying, but now that I have this kind of, now that I have a lot more experience, I'm, an, I'm a profesh- professional software engineer and everything. I was like, well, what if I created my own? Even if it's just a fun little side project, you know, worst case scenario, it becomes scrimmages on Discord. But my idea for this bot is, it's, it's the ref bot, but it's a central, it's a central, there's like a central uh, Spring Boot application. Not that anyone, if, a lot of people listening to this probably know what Spring Boot is, but basically it's going to run as like a central kind of repository type thing where anyone can make a bot and ping these endpoints and say, start the game and then like call a play and like respond with the play and everything else in between. And then theoretically someone could say, create a, create the, uh, start the game. And then someone on a bot, someone has a bot say, that they made on the, for their cells on Reddit that are we, or we'll probably have an official bot if we ever get to this where the person responds on Reddit and and the bot communicates with that central central database the API and it so then someone on Reddit calls your play and then someone there's a bot on Discord for example or say the website or other or Twitter or something you know whatever. Uh, platform you really want to use. I don't know why someone would use, God forbid, use Twitter. But please don't do that. Please don't. <laughs> yeah, 
please don't do that. But you could like then the play can get sent to Discord and for example to Reddit as well and say, Hey, this is then you can respond on Discourse and someone can be play basically what I'm getting to is someone can be playing on Reddit and Discord and they can be playing the same game, playing each other. Um so it's kinda of like a cross platform playing. And that's really exciting. And I understand how I understand how the bot works and maintenance with it would be a little bit easier than having to wait for, to respond to watchful. And it would just be kind of this back end uh, API thing. And it would be very easy to go in and swap out ranges. I have the ranges already in the database currently where you can kind of go in and you can. So it would be easy to change or maybe add a separate table, a database table with the different ranges. So it's a very exciting thing. I think the eventual goal is to add it onto the website and have like a cool little visualization, kind of like you're playing like college football coach or something and have like a little fun little visualization that says, hey, this is a pass for 10 yards or something. Now, I have no experience in that. So that, that portion of this is long is a, a long ways away, but I would like to get to a point where we can at least play games on Discord and play them well because I don't know if anyone here has experienced with fake college basketball, but play, but those games go really, really fast because Discord just tends to be faster because it's a messaging platform. It's not a forum. That's the way it's set up. Uh, so Discord is potentially in the future, but we also want to not prevent people like the Reddit-only users uh, from being able to play. We don't want to just say, hey, you have to get Discord, otherwise we're kicking you out. We don't want to be, that would be kind of rude and kind of a dick move, uh, no pun intended. So with that, we would try we would try and be able to accommodate the best of both worlds. We would say, hey, this is, uh, you can kind of do both. You can do both things. You can, if you really wanted to, you could play on Reddit and Discord for some reason. I have it kind of all set out in my head. And I'm currently working, I currently have a lot of the endpoints uh, created and I am working on it in a separate private server because it is kind of annoying when you're, when you're testing bot stuff and then Butters comes along, for example, and decides the commands you're calling, he's going to call himself and messes up your debugging. So I am currently doing it in a separate server that no one has access to but me. So, uh, but yeah, that is a, that's a very fun, exciting project. With the, with the website, because the hope is the Discord bot will just feed the stats directly to the web, directly to the database, and the, the website can just display those. Or not, it's not, I shouldn't say Discord bot, I should say the bot itself. Uh, I think I've called it Substrika. Again, Pokemon theme, the zebra Pokemon, because zebras, rouse, ha ha ha, very funny. Uh, that's, that's kind of the, the thought of it. It's, I've dubbed it Project Hypnotoad for the Discord side of things because Discord's image is a frog and Hypnotoad of Futurama. Uh, so if you see me talking about those, that's kind of what I'm referring to. It's a very exciting possibility. Now, again, like I said, this isn't meant to be like divisive. It's supposed to keep Discord and Reddit and potentially other platforms in the future because I know... Uh, people are very married to the idea of playing specifically on Reddit, and some people are very married to the idea of wanting to do this on Discord, so you want to be able to appease both people if possible, and not just say, hey, if your coach is on Reddit, well, you're out of luck, you have to play on Reddit. So that that's kind of that's kind of the exciting, those are the two very exciting things I see for the future is the website and the bot. And that, like I said, now that I have more time, hopefully I should, hopefully I should be getting more time in the evenings to, to work on this. But yeah, that's that's the most exciting thing. What else to talk about? <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so much anyway. So briefly, so everybody, just so we know, please do not ask for all of this the day after this podcast comes out, the day after you listen to this podcast. So it's not done yet. 
There's a lot of work to do. Plenty of stuff still going on. But I mean, this is super duper exciting. Cross-platform stuff is awesome. It's super appealing. That'd be great. I personally have been looking at like, okay, do I get PGA Tour 2K23 and play that? That has cross-platform play. Or do I get like EA Sports PGA Tour? That doesn't have cross-platform play. Cross-platform would be awesome. Being able to build out a little visualization where you can see like the ball move down the field back and forth. So we could like watch the national championship game that way instead of having to read it on Reddit or put it on Reddit stream. That could be really, really exciting. That'd be great. Central repository of stuff would be amazing. That'd be super awesome. Just having that out there, being able to query it somehow would be useful. Whether or not we can do that in Discord or something else, that's fine. You can figure that out. Briefly, recommendation on the Discord bot. As you're working through it, even if you wanted to test it like publicly, just set it so only your user ID can send commands. Don't let butters be able to do it. Just set it like, okay, if user ID equals yours, it works. Otherwise, don't. You can remove that at some point. But yeah, butters has a tendency to be annoying. That's fair. Yeah, he's going to listen to this and, and DM me and then complain, right? Don't respond immediately. Uh, but he's got his car to figure out. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, uh, yeah, I thought about doing that and doing the, doing it so only I can call the commands and stuff. And that's fine, but I also kind of like keeping it private as well right now, just because it's I don't want people to get the idea that's closer than it actually is. Now, I will say my goal is to have this by the start of season nine, at least some sort of working working bit of it. Now, whether or not the rest of the commissioners say, hey, this is great, let's just move to this right away, is up in there. I doubt that will be the case. We'll not, it'll be, it's going to be testing. It might be testing ground for potentially, like say, new ranges or something. But I don't want to like, I, you know, the whole don't overpromise, under deliver, you know, over deliver, under promise, that kind of thing. Um, I don't want to say it's going to be done season nine, but I'm hoping because I have more time now, thought it will be, but you know, holidays are ramping up and, and everything else. So who, who knows how exactly how much time we'll have, you know, you think you're out of the woodwork, you're like, oh, we're done with the wedding, so now we're going to be able to sit down and relax. That turns out like 50 more things pop up that you have to do because that's part of being an adult. But it is very it is very exciting but yes don't do not expect this like tomorrow the like the website like the website hopefully I can have like some sort of like brief preview of it where it's like pulling stuff from reddit or something relatively soon but again that all depends on how life works because life is very 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 busy <laughs> yep that's exactly the point rule number 1 in real life stuff comes first so low expectations under promise over deliver, understand that, okay, timelines for this especially are very flexible, but this community as a whole, if you give them a little bit, they'll be really excited about it and hopefully they will support it and will continue to provide support in some way, whether that is actually assisting you in making it or just providing encouragement or being happy to see it get created and provide feedback. So all of that is really, really important. Any last stuff that you want to kind of talk about? We've been talking about stuff for a while. I don't want to drag on through the night for this. So any last things that you want to discuss, any questions that you have or things you want to talk about? Let's see. I guess there's one last thing about the bot before I'll shut up about it is I hope for the potential of an app as well, mobile app as well. But that is that's further down the line as well. That's that is one of the hopes as well that, you know, you have a little app and you can have it in the app store. Advertising, by all means, uh, when you advertise, please help upvote. Please help 
Dude, that, now if you're listening to this pod, you've been listening to this podcast for what, an hour and a half or hour, seven minutes now or something like that. You're probably one of those people that do, that is like actually promoting the stuff. So I understand, I understand that is, maybe that's a, that's a call, an empty, an empty plead there. Uh, but the, the votes do help working on some sort of other advertising. If you have other ideas for advertising, by all means. I would like to open up D3, D2 again, at D3 quite yet, but I would like to get to a point where you say, hey, we can have D2. Because back when I originally created Fake College Football, the idea was that the division, that we have FBS, and once we filled FBS, we would have FCS eventually merge with F- FBS, and we'd have FBS conferences, and then we'd have like a big, super mega 300 team league, 400 team league, whatever, you know, so we get the 300. The division two, division three, and we aren't having like several different leagues and stuff. It's just uh, one big league, and now obviously that's not going to happen. So FCS people, be quiet. I under- I know what you're about. To- I know what you're going to message me on Discord about. No, that's not going to happen. That was one of the original things. Was hey, we want to we have this big server. So let's like let's all be in one. Pl- let's all be. Play for one league, play for one thing, but don't do not worry, that's not happening. So, yeah, it is. We want more people. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not saying like we're desperate for people, but please, if you know anyone that we want more people, spread the word. It's very fun. The more people we have, the more active the server is. The the more fun the game is. We want more active people and less people that take twenty three hours to respond. Yeah, and also we have the Patreon as well. Now that is. Basically, solely managed by me right now. If you have any ideas for Patreon perks, something you'd say, say you want to like you want a perk of joining Patreon because one of the things with Patreon is you is you pledge money and then you get something in return. And I understand people do just want to give money back so that uh, we can kind of run fake college football. Now it doesn't really take much money. It's more of like a nice to have like Discord Nitro, for example, or the trophies or Server cost eventually for 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 us for the website and stuff, but those that, those Patreon funds are very very nice to have. The more people that pledge, the more money we have. Now you don't. Ha- I'm not expecting people to go out and just say donate, but it would be nice, like a dollar a dollar a month or something. And I have it budgeted out in my budgeting app, whatever. And I don't touch that money um, except for fake college football stuff. But yeah, patron, if you have any ideas for like perks or something that would like get people interested, I'm more than happy to hear it. Because right now the idea is like you get a special role in Discord, and that's about it. I don't want to like, and that's not a very exciting. In my opinion, that's not a very exciting perk. So I'm I'm always open for ideas on that as well. Chew Flexbone, I'm still gonna advocate that it's a little bit overpowered. That no one should be able to chew the entire game away. Now my opinion on that is. Chew Flex Bill can, can probably stay. It needs to be nerfed. I think the, the amount of time Chew takes needs to be nerfed a little bit. Flexbone, you should not be able to just consistently get three yards a, three yards a run and just march downfield in like 40 plays. But in general, like it's kind of blown out of proportion. It's become a meme. But in general, it, the opinion, my opinion on it is fine. It's just, I think... And maybe you can correct me on this, but I think really what needs to happen to fix it is we need to lower the number. Uh, is we need to lower the the clock. Basically, we need, to, we need to like maybe extend the play clock to like eight minutes. And I know people are like, "Well, we have enough issues with 
finish a game's as is, that's not going to fix anything. So I said, okay, but maybe we need to like say, instead of a 30 second runoff, it needs to be like a 25 second runoff. And that might help alleviate a little bit because what happens with the two, with, when you have two flex bone and you start the half down, you start the second half down 14 to three because you've only had one possession and make it the ball, you pretty much only have like maybe two or three possessions and you have to basically score on them. Now, the downside to that, obviously, is you. As if you get down as a flex bone person, it's hard to get back. I don't know if you remember uh, the very first season, but I had a very good offense. I think I had the best offense in fake calls football in season one. And that was mostly probably because of the red zone ranges. But that's kind of hard to do as a flex bone. We can talk about the, we can talk about the red zone ranges. Again, that was kind of fun. Maybe go back to those because I had a tendency that season to... Uh, where I had, I could I could knock off big plays left and right, and so I had to deal with the red zone ranges. So that's why I had such a good offense because everyone else they had to deal with the red zone ranges. So they had to deal they had to deal with the uh, with the red zone, and their offense kind of suffered from it because of those red zone ranges. I, I guess for those that don't know what I'm talking about with the red zone ranges, the idea was when I first created fake college football was the red zone was going to be where the defense kind of clamps down like you would see in real life. So the idea was within the within the first when when someone got into the red zone, the range is to get a positive play on offense shrunk, which meant it was harder to move the ball and when you were in the red zone. And keep in mind the radios were very were not very fine tuned at this point either. So we took these ranges and we shrunk them even more and we said, Okay, this is good. And so people, when you got into the red zone, it was pretty much a death. It was pretty much a death knell. You're like pretty much screwed. You're pretty much guaranteed to have to, fu- to kick a field goal. So having a good field goal kicker was very valuable back then. So that was always that was always fun. And I think that's and that's probably part of why you saw Fry, Kurt, Navy have those multiple shutouts where the whole joke of you guys know you had to score an SMU to like win the championship, right? Kai came from because he had like what three or four straight shutouts because of the red zone ranges defense was a lot better back then. So maybe we do need to introduce some something with the defense. Kind of rambling at this point, but I think uh, I think overall the state of the gameplay is very good. It's a lot better than it used to be, but the defense is kind of frustrating. It's a very much an offense oriented game. It's hard to play defense. And true run can be pretty frustrating, especially when defense is already hard enough as is and you're facing someone that gets three yards to play. So I'm kind of rehashing out the, the, old, the old arguments there, but I do think for what it's worth that even though people say it will be too complicated, having some sort of defensive play when you can say, I want to blitz or I want to go into man coverage or something here. And it's like default, it's like man coverage. And like, so if you forget to call a defensive play, then it's just defaults to the man cut or the, the standard ranges. And then if you call blitz, then it's a lot better against the run or something like that and a higher chance of a sack. But then you have a higher chance of it. You also have a higher chance of a big play or something like that. You know, like adjusting those ranges as is. I think there are ways to improve to improve defense and make defense a little bit more strategic. Because right now it's just you didn't have any strategy on defense. It's just call a number and pray. I'm kind of rambling. So, what are your opinions? No worries. That's totally okay. Definitely understand. Oh man, I definitely remember the red zone ranges. Those were those were wonderful on defense. They were horrible on offense. Totally understand that. So. Definitely could see bringing something like that back because when you look at real football, it's like, okay, yeah, there's a shift in the defense as they get closer to their own goal line. They do have less field to defend, so it probably in some ways makes it easier. 
yeah, if you keep running the ball, hopefully you can continue to move it forward. But if the line of scrimmage is only 15 yards away from the back of the end zone, so you're on the five, the safeties can be that much closer in theory. So it should be harder to run it, at least up the middle without some kind of deception, which we don't have at all set up within the game. We're not going to try to build in like, oh, hey, we're going to call this specific play from the playbook that's got like a jet motion and a back and forth motion as well. We're not going to have that. That's far too complicated to set up right now. We're not playing Madden. We're not doing that. That's fine. But having a little bit of flexibility within the ranges could certainly be useful. And whether or not, okay, with a defensive play call, as you get closer to the goal line, if you're six yards away, are you always going to be calling blitz and then Does it really make any difference? I don't know. But I think you're right in terms of, okay, you have two main offensive play calls. Maybe you have two or three available defensive play calls. And when you just submit a number on defense, okay, you get a response from the bot that says, here is your number. Because you did not include something, you are going to be set to base defense man coverage. To be easy enough to do, it's really just going to be adding columns to the range of spreadsheet and building in kind of one more if-l statement to the bot. Not horribly complicated. I think it's definitely something we could explore doing. That'd be a good chance to test out any kind of new bot or API integrations with your website. That'd be really cool. But overall, I think, yeah, if we can shrink the 20-second runoff to 17 or 15-second runoff for Flexbone normal. Like you look at Navy's game in the playoff where Fry just calls run and that burns 20 seconds by itself. He doesn't even have to call two run. You just call run and it's like, okay, that's five more seconds per play. You have even a four play drive takes an additional 20 seconds, which is almost half a minute, which we only have seven minutes per quarter. So you take one fourteenth off just by having a four and out. That's kind of a big chunk of time. So maybe that's something to look at. And this is a big opportunity for us to test stuff, discuss stuff in the off season. I think now that we've gotten through carousel, it'll be interesting to see if we have any other discussions about this. It'd be cool to see, okay, can we have some sort of list of, or overlay or statistics that say, okay, this is how many plays get called and run when you look at a flex bone versus these type of defenses versus bread pro air raid, stuff like that. So looking at that could be an interesting way to see, okay, do we want to adjust these averages at all? And how would we do that? But like you said, I think the game is in a really good place. This is not any kind of referendum on, we need to change the game because it is broken. It's we want to, improve the game so that we don't have these big screeds rants that people have to some extent rightfully so because they're frustrated with how a small portion of the game is set up and yeah at times defense is frustrating but at times defense in real college football is frustrating because sometimes just people don't play it which is fine and to some extent offense is kind of more fun it's more fun to see big points going up on the board instead of a three nothing win, but it's not baseball. So at some point, yeah, having more offense is probably cool, but seeing stuff like, 
Arkansas and Washington State averaging 45, 50 points a game. It's like, okay, that's all fine and dandy, but to some extent, eh, who knows? Overall, I think this has gone really well. I think this is in a really good place. I'm really excited for season nine. I'm staying put at Wisconsin. We all know I'm staying put at Wisconsin. You're at Wyoming. You've got a new school that's really exciting. You've got a new conference, got a bunch of new coaches to line up against. You're still playing Jake as always, which is good. Always a good chance to get a revenge game against him or just get another one over on him. Any last bit of trash talk you want to do before we sign off? I've actually never played Jake, weirdly enough. I was gonna so it's not a revenge game. <laughs> exactly. I was, I was going to potentially play him season one of the, the playoff back when he was uh, Louisville. And I think I lost in the semifinals or something. I remember what it was back then. Or quarterfinals or something. I lost to Missouri back then, back when Missouri won season one. But yeah, Jake, I'm, I'm, I am looking forward to the game. I'm hoping I don't lose that game because if I do, it will be I will get clowned on justly. But if I win, it's going to be... Everyone's going to be making fun of Jake. And it's fun to make fun of Jake, but we do all actually really like Jake. So it is all good natured. So I'm, I am, look, I am looking forward to it. I'm fully anticipating to lose it, to get clowned on. I'm, fully, I'm kind of getting pessimistic about myself already. I uh, say that's definitely going to be a loss, but it's going to be a fun game either way. And I'm super looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the, uh, to the trash talk that comes with it. We all like Jake. And playing him is uh, super fun. And, and if, uh, if it's an exciting game, like uh, the Season 7 National Championship game, where Jake loses in heartbreaking fashion, uh, that's going to be really fun. But yeah, overall, it's I am really looking forward to Season 9. I'm looking forward to playing as Wyoming and seeing how Season 9 progresses. And hopefully I make the playoffs again, because I think I am currently the person with the longest playoff drought, the only person with a playoff drought that's still around. Everyone else has made the playoffs again after they made it once, or at least in season one that are still around has made it again. So I am currently probably the least accomplished of those uh, coaches, but it's nice to see. I'm look, really looking forward to season nine, and it's nice to see that we finally have a back-to-back champion or, or two-time champion, finally having someone that's kind of becoming the baddie, so, uh, so to speak, that's kind of the guy that's uh, really good at, at uh, fake college football and Jay Pitt. Uh, we used to think it was GT Eric and I know he still is really good and he's definitely still around, but with the championship for sure, I think Jay Pitt kind of surpassed him just because of the championship. Championships matter, right? Yankees and everything. I am looking forward to season nine. Thank you for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Nice to have an hour and a half discussion about fake college football because, you know, I didn't really get a bring into actual conversation day in and day out aside from on the discord it's just people are gonna look at me weird if i start talking start talking about it and at like the i like a restaurant or something with family or something like what the hell are you talking about so it's nice to it's nice to chat with someone about it for for a little bit no super happy to have you on definitely understand you like okay hey you're talking about this really kind of obscure thing that you do on the internet that seems kind of weird depending on who you're talking with you get some weird weird looks and i think you're doing something kind of shady So definitely happy to talk about it with you. Definitely super happy that this got created. I mean, big thanks to you for doing this. Everybody owes you a big thanks. I hope that you understand that. Okay, look at all the people that are part of the Discord. You started that. That's kind of a big deal. I totally agree. Having J-Pit as the baddie, as the kind of big bad. Okay, he has won two championships in a row even. That's amazing. That's super great. 
hopefully your game against Jake goes well. Overall, this has been really exciting to actually talk to somebody else about this. And we're going to hopefully ignore the technical issues that we've had getting this set up. Maybe we don't use this going forward with something else and I go find a different place to, to put it. Maybe it'll be a Patreon perk where folks contribute to a certain extent and it helps fund a hosting of some kind or a use of something like Squadcast or Squawkbox or something. There's different like things with this. Zoom's not great. We're not going to use Zoom if possible because the bitrate's really bad and it can get hard to sync up the audio. So everybody who's shouting at me to use Zoom, I'm going to avoid using Zoom if possible because of what I've run into with previous podcasts. But overall, super happy with how this went. Thank you again for being on. This has been Dick Nutter, the six, not the fourth, the six. Again, super happy to get this going. Super happy to get this off the ground. My name again is Local Pobs. This has been the Fake College Football Podcast, episode three. Everybody have a fantastic day out there. Enjoy the day. Get ready for season nine. It's going to be coming up faster than you think. Get ready. Get some scrimmages in if you can. Otherwise, turn into the off-season tournaments and get ready for week one. Have a great day, everybody.